Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies Podcast. We have a new season of Blackhawks hockey uh, ready to go, and uh, we didn't do a season preview. We kind of had some scheduling conflicts, but you know what? No one really likes season previews anyway, so let's just get into the real the real thing. The uh, Blackhawks only played one game uh, their first week of the NHL season due to the fact they had to go to Prague in the Czech Republic to open the season against the Flyers, and if you were hoping for a big improvement from the Blackhawks from last year, you didn't get much encouragement from this game in Philadelphia, against Philadelphia in the Czech Republic. But uh, we'll talk about a little bit more that if things might not be as bad as they seem from this first game, but uh, the Blackhawks lost 4-3, to got decidedly outplayed in this game. Uh, Corey Crawford did a great job of keeping the Blackhawks in the game. Um, the Flyers took an early lead, and then Alex Nylander scored a very nice goal, playing on the top line with uh, Kane and Taves, a spot he did not keep the whole game, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, but then the Flyers just kind of poured it on and scored uh, three more goals. The Blackhawks did get one more goal, but it was kind of, they were well behind by that point. It got the score to, you know, four to two, but they were never never really in the game. It could have been, or got the score to four to three, I should say, the late goal, but they were never really in this game. It, it could have been way worse for the Blackhawks, and obviously um, not the start you wanted, but I'll uh, kick it to you, Michael, and uh, give some people a little bit of hope why we shouldn't take this game too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you have the big caveat of it being played in Europe, and um, you know you, you you can never know, you know, how the travel is going to affect the two teams and that sort of thing. And um, you know, certainly this wasn't the Blackhawks' greatest defensive effort. Um, it was fairly similar to things we saw last year. Um, not you know, among the worst of the Blackhawks efforts from last year, certainly it was a little, it was a little tighter than that, but, um, you know, it was also a game where a third of the Blackhawks defensemen that we expect to play on a regular basis were, were out both Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murphy, um, were injured in this game. And so, you know, we had, uh, Dennis Gilbert playing his second NHL game and Slater Cuckoo, um, as the, the third pairing. So, you know, it, it certainly wasn't the, the Blackhawks' best squad out there. Um, but, uh, and, and the, the, the Flyers' first goal was a result of a horrendous turnover by Gilbert. Um, but uh, overall, he actually played fairly well beyond that, uh, that one gigantic gaffe. Um, Crawford was fine. Um, he did make some big saves to keep him in it at times. Uh, however, I, I, I think a couple of his, the goals that he did give up um, weren't exactly... Uh, there was one in particular that I considered a pretty soft goal. I think it was maybe the third goal. Yeah, um, the wraparound. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I have no idea what he was thinking on that play. It was just... It was really weak. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, it wasn't a great effort. Um you know, we did see some positive signs from a couple of guys. Uh, you mentioned Nylander. Um, he w- 
was visible a couple of times. Obviously, the goal was big. Um, but we also saw him get replaced on the top line at times by Drake Kajula. Um, they they kind of alternated it at, at different times of the game uh, in that spot. And I think that's something that we'll probably see a little bit of. Um, I And I think it's going to be something that you see in-game quite a bit um, where, you know, if we're playing a team where their defensive structure isn't very good and the Blackhawks are able to uh, control the puck through the neutral zone and carry the puck into the offensive zone, uh, that's the sort of game that would uh, suit Nylander's skill set fairly well. Um, However, if there are um, issues... uh, you know, with gaining uh, the blue line with puck control and the Blackhawks end up having to play more of a dump and chase style during a game, um, that's definitely something Kajula would, uh, um, you know, fit better at. So I, I think you'll see a little bit of that uh, throughout the year. Um, the Strom line was really gashed at times I, I felt uh, defensively it, it wasn't a great game from them I did see um, some stats after the game where their actual possession numbers weren't that bad I think they were actually among the better of the, the, the Hawks but it it wasn't I think that was a game where the, the, the stats didn't really reflect uh, the effort um, I, I did not think that line was particularly good I did feel like David Camp played a pretty good game as the third-line center. Um, that's definitely not his best deployment. Um, I think he's better suited for the fourth line, but until Kirby Dock gets healthy, um, they don't really have another option there unless they want to move Shaw um, to center. So, you know, it, it's a feeling-out game. I you know, I think the, the Hawks are still trying to figure out their lines a little bit, um, and until we get the, the defense back in... Um, back healthy and uh, with the guys that we expect to be out there um, it'll be a little difficult to gauge but my biggest takeaway from the game and it's something that you know we saw last year too is this Blackhawks team is not fast Um, that's definitely something that we got used to during the um, during the cup years was there was very rarely games where the Blackhawks got outskated I think that's one aspect, um, you know, of of the young prospects that we have coming up that we expect, or you know, I shouldn't say expect that we hope can be a big part of this. Um, you know, obviously, Debrinket's already a, a um, already there. Strom, you know, certainly made a good first impression last year, but neither of those guys are particularly good skaters. Strom, in particular, um, is a below average skater. Um, and to bring it's nothing special in that regard. Um, and then, you know, you look at a guy like Alex Nylander, you know, average-ish, maybe a little above average if you're, if, if you're getting full effort out of him. So, you know, those are, you know, kind of the three big um, potential point producers. Well, I, I guess you could throw Kirby Doc in there too, who, um, while he skates yeah. well for a big man, um, is not a... You know, a, a, a game breaker either. So it's uh, 
I think it's definitely an issue that uh, the Blackhawks might have to address at some point down the line. Um, you know, where you look in the, uh, you know, those cup years, Taves and Kane were both above average skaters, but they had two other guys in that top six who were better skaters. They had Sharp and they had Hosa. And right now, um, in that top six, the two best skaters are Taves and Kane. And that's, you know, when you're talking about a couple of guys in their early 30s, that's not uh, ideal. So, that's that's what I was going to add, too, is that they did have some good news. It sounds like uh, Connor Murphy is going to play Thursday's game. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So, it sounds like Calvin DeHaan is still a couple games away from being ready. But that would be nice. But, yeah, like you were saying, it's just... This is going to be a different Blackhawks team than yep. the ones we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, even the defense prospects that we have coming up, um, you know, Boquist, Baudin, and Mitchell. Um, if you go even a little further down, Carlson and Gilbert, and um, I'm drawing a blank on the second-round pick from this year. Um, but oh, yeah, the, none of the those, tall guy. Yeah, the really tall I, I can't remember. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name, but um, none of them are particularly great skaters. you got a couple of guys that are above average, but you don't have, you know, a Duncan Keith or Nick Letty um, type skater uh, in those ranks. So th- that's the one part of the rebuild or retooling, whatever you want to call it, um, that's going on where I think – the Blackhawks still have a little work um, to do. But uh, that said, I thought uh, Mata played a pretty good game. Uh, some of the other newer, new faces showed pretty well. So, you know, I, the, the, Black, the Blackhawks aren't going to be a great team this year. We know that. They're not going to be able to dominate games, um, you know, with the same regularity that they once did. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It, it, it didn't discourage me very much. I, I'm very much holding out um, my opinion until we get a, um, probably even into the second month because the, the, the upcoming schedule, the Blackhawks have like nine straight home games or something ridiculous like that. Um, yeah, it's a, very, it's a very weird schedule. But, yeah, so. You know, they play one game to start and then a week off, and then, yes, like, I, I think it's. If I look right, I think it's seven straight home games. Seven straight, yeah. Yeah, eight of nine and seven straight. So, you know, you'd like to think that the Blackhawks can get on a little bit of a roll here over the next few weeks. But, um, you know, after that is when you start testing them a little bit. They got a West Coast road trip in early November, that sort of thing. So um, I think that's when we'll get a, a much better gauge of what this team actually is. Well, let's put it this way. I like to think of it. If the Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs, they have to make hay out of this start of the season. If they do badly with all these home games, and you can't really hold that much hope for them on the road. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously they can make it a lot easier for themselves if they if they manage to get off to a pretty strong start here, and the schedule is set up for them to do that. Um, you know, however, you know, we we even saw last year after a disastrous start. Um, they, they did manage to get back into the playoff race, even though they ended up tailing off again at the end. But, um, you know, it's it's certainly possible for them to, to dig themselves out of a hole, but it 
would certainly benefit them to at least play 500 hockey through these first eight games and set themselves up, you know, for success later on. Yeah. I guess this is the time I guess I should, we should address the elephant in the room that a lot of fans are upset about, but uh, I know, Michael, you're not, it doesn't bother you quite as much, but uh, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup, which is like, I mean, I think we've talked about it a little bit on our earlier ones, but now that the season's starting and they had their banner raising and stuff, um, that sucks. But the Blues, if, you know, talking about our point we just had, we're in last place in January and ended up winning. So, you know, you can't, even with a bad start, you can't completely write off, but you're, we're hoping for a good start to the season. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, when they do get Murphy and DeHaan back, do you feel better about the defense this season than you did last year? Yeah, certainly. They have six proven, you know, six proven NHL defenders. You know, they each have some concerns that go along with them. Um, you know, as I said, this is not a very fast team, so there are going to be times, I think, where uh, that uh, that lack of speed can get exposed. But they should all be guys that you get fairly good positioning out of them. So uh, in that regard, I think you... You, you at least have something a little more solid that you can build off of. They also hopefully get a little bit more commitment from the forwards. I, I think everybody was fairly embarrassed by the effort last year in that regard. And certainly there was a lot of adjustment that needed to take place to, you know, in the switch from Q to Colleton. So there's definitely things that they need to do better this year that I assume they will. However, we, you know, still need to wait and see on that. But, you know, that, 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 those six guys, assuming that they stay relatively healthy, the Blackhawks can, can put up, you know, should be able to put up a, a, at least a, a competent defense. And it's just a matter of fixing the penalty kill, I think, is the, 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 the biggest issue. Well, I was, I was going to bring that up, too, because uh, obviously the Flyers had a couple uh, power plays in the game. One, they immediately gave up a goal, but... It was a very fluky goal. Yeah. Bouncing off a Blackhawks defender into the net. And then they did kill the other penalty they had. But obviously, you cannot have a 75% kill rate on the penalty on the penalty kill uh, this season. Yeah. Like you did last season. That's not going to work. Yeah. It's definitely a... Uh, the, the, the single biggest concern... Uh, for this team and like like I said there's almost no way that it can be worse than last year Um, 
and they were so bad last year that it it was relatively fluky to some degree. Um, even with bad players, it's hard to 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 put up that bad of a percentage. And they have better players this year, so I'm. There's certainly going to be an improvement. Um, that's that's not a concern of mine. It's just. Is it going to be enough of an improvement? Is it well? Yeah. The other thing too is that you know the old adage: your goalie is your best penalty killer. Right. So you're thinking a full year of Crawford and Robin Leonard would should be an improvement over some of the you know mix max of goalies they had last year. So that should help the penalty kill too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I I'm I'm not totally convinced Crawford's gonna is you know going to be back to his previous levels. Um, but even if he's what he was last year, he was still better than Ward and Delia. And Leonard should be far superior to their backups from last year. So um, that's definitely going to be a, you know, a key cog in that improvement. Um, but I, I think the other one that will help that we didn't get to see in the first game was Dahan. Um, he's a guy that's, you know, been a, a fairly good uh, penalty killer throughout his career. Um, Mata also has uh, performed fairly well in that regard. So you have two new pl- new defenders that are improvements over what the Hawks were able to deploy last year, plus the better depth and goal, um, and then also. Even though, again, it didn't uh, manifest itself in the opening game, um, the, the Flyers are one of the better face-off teams in the league, and they did a number on the Blackhawks. The, the, the Hawks struggled in the face-off circle, which is definitely something that we saw with regularity last year, but the Hawks should still be better than they were last year. Um, they not only brought in a couple of guys like Carpenter who are fairly adept at it, um, but they gave themselves more options this year with having Carpenter and Shaw um, being right-handed um, guys that can take face-offs from their strong side to complement all of the left-handed guys that they had. Um, that was a real issue last year of not being able to deploy any right-handed guys um, on the penalty kill um, when the, the you know the face-off is being taken. So, yeah, and you saw that a couple times in the um, game against the Flyers, where Shaw came in for uh, for Strom and took a couple faceoffs, and I think one one. Yeah, so, yeah, and you'll see that regularly, and I, I think that's a big reason why Shaw is getting first crack on that line. Is Strom is not a great faceoff guy, and if you can alternate Strom and Shaw and you know, deploy them only on their strong side. You should you should get a f- at least competence out of them. I, you know, I don't know if you'll get a combined fifty percent out of them, but you know, you'd like to hopefully see it at like maybe forty eight percent or something rather than. I think Strom ended up being like forty four or forty five percent last year. So um, you know, you just you, you just hope for a little bit of improvement out of that. And um, Carpenter's a kind of been about a 50% guy throughout his career, so that um, that should help as well. So, yeah, um, but like I said, the, the, the Flyers are a tough tough matchup in that regard. They 
they're one of the better face-off teams. So I don't, I don't think we got a great gauge of that. Yep. So I guess now we'll go to um, a little preview for the upcoming games because. I mean, I would talk more, but the Blackhawks have only played one game, so yeah. it's kind of hard to read much out of that. So yep. I'll kick it to you for a little uh, preview. Sure. Uh, we are recording on Wednesday, so uh, the the Blackhawks' second game of the season will be played, played tomorrow night, Thursday. Um, and as I mentioned, it'll be a home game. It'll be um, the first of three home games this week for them and seven in total. Uh, but it'll be against the San Jose Sharks, who have gotten off to a rough start. Um, they've been a pretty poor defensive team so far, and it's they're they're zero and they're sitting at zero and four. So it's definitely something where you, you got to assume that the the shark the Sharks are going to be motivated. They're going to you know come out with a lot of energy and try and get off the schneid and you worry a little bit with the Blackhawks coming on or coming off of, you know, such a long layoff that they may not, uh, you know, match that intensity level. Um, I think it's actually one of those situations where usually it's the, the road team that's trying to um, withstand the first 10 minutes um you know, with the home team coming out with a little bit of energy. Whereas I think this time, you know, you might actually get a little bit of the reverse where the Sharks are going to try and really jump out to a lead and, and put a lot of pressure on the Hawks. So I'm curious to see how that, um, how that, how that uh, plays out. Uh, and then two nights later, so Saturday night, they'll, they'll take on Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, uh, they're, they, they've just been kind of middling this year. They're, they're, they're two and two so far. Um, their big question mark is, uh, defensively as well. They, uh, they lost a lot of defensemen to free agency and, uh, trade. And then, uh, Dustin Bufflin is also contemplating, uh, his future at this point. I, you know, I didn't even see, has he, he did he come back yet or did he make uh, an announcement? If he did come back, I haven't seen anything about it. So yeah, yeah, that that that, that storyline kind of disappeared there for a little bit, and I, I assume if he had made a decision, I would have heard about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I see that he is on the roster, but has not played. So I'm looking at the stats there. So yeah, I don't know if he'll if that'll be something that the Blackhawks will have to deal with. Um, but yeah, so they're. They're in a little bit of uh, transition as far as their defense, but they're still, you know, pretty high-powered up front, so you can't take them lightly. Um, but those are both, those first two games are definitely ones where you, you hope that the Blackhawks' skill, um, you know, can maybe exploit, um, you know, the, those two teams' back ends. And then uh, the third game will be Monday night against Edmonton. Edmonton has shocked quite a few people by getting off to a wonderful start. Um, it's been kind of run and gun for them. They're uh, scoring a lot of goals and giving up a decent amount. Well, I believe, uh, if I'm wrong, didn't, hasn't James Neal scored like 
six goals in like four games or something like that? Something like that. I, I know he had a hat trick the other day. Uh, let me look here. He he has. Well, I say he, had, he got he had four goals in six. one game. Yeah, yeah, six. Six and three games for him, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do think we're, we're seeing a little bit of a fluke with uh, the Oilers so far. I mean, obviously you have a few uh, very talented offensive players that can drive a lot of offense with McDavid and um, Nugent Hopkins and... Dry Saddle. Dry Saddle, thank you. <laughs> um and, but their their wings are not particularly great. Um, you know, obviously Neil's gotten off to the great start, but you know he's a guy that was really struggling last year. Um, so you, you, yeah, I believe he scored. Not sure. Talking, I saw a stat that he um, scored like nine goals all of last season, and he already has six through three games. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, obviously he is. You know. He, it's definitely sort of a situation where last year could have been the fluke because uh, he's a guy that was, you know, a very consistent 20 to 30 goal scorer for almost a decade before running into his issues last year. So you can't totally discount it, but um, he is def- definitely getting up there in age, and there's even beyond him, there's, there's not a ton of depth uh, offensively for them. So you'd like to think if you can contain McDavid, well, Easier said than done, obviously. But um, if if you can keep him from taking over a game, sort of thing, um, you, you should be able to, uh, you know, hopefully come away with a victory. the The Oilers should not end up being one of the, the the better teams in the league this year. So it's definitely a situation where the Blackhawks are, are are set up to get off to a pretty good start here. These are all three winnable games at home. So. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens, and mm-hmm. we'll be here every week to break down what happens, uh, win or lose, and I think that'll be a good spot to end it on. And of course, as always, uh, you can find our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or whatever they call it now, because they switch iTunes store, but whatever it is, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. And um, as always, on Twitter, I'm STH85 and Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yep, and thank you for listening.